0: Thank you. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Words of Heart podcast. I am your host Dion Sanchez, and joining me in this particular episode is Chess Paul. Thank you for joining me, Chess.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. So, Chess, if you could start us off by sharing with my listeners something about yourself, that would be great.
1: Awesome. Sure. Well, what I do is I work with you know Quechua pod creatives who want to make a difference in the world and not have to compromise the integrity of who they are and so doing. And I really want to empower them to become the first generation to create multi-generational wealth and their families so that they can become voices of impact across color lines. And um, I do similar work with you know organizations that are purpose-driven. I help them you know make big money to make a big difference in the world. And I also mobilize a lot of you know, Kuiti BIPOC marginalized voices at the top level of executive leadership to make sure that, you know, the world that they're creating is a world that we all get to live in. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I truly admire
0: you for um, allowing people, particularly of color, the opportunity to have their voices be heard. Um, I'd like to advocate that strongly on my podcast as well. Cause I've, I've, and it's, I feel like it's absolutely true. The world has a tendency to silence our voices or mm-hmm. judge us or not accept us. And that's one of the beauties of having a podcast such as mine is I like it to be an open form of acceptance and comfort for a chance to amplify your voice. And I truly love that you share that same vision as well. So um, have you had any difficulty um helping those amplify their voices in the midst of this pandemic season?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the pandemic revealed the pandemic that existed before, right? And it further entrenched like the divide in terms of who gets to access spaces and, and who gets to have privileges once they access those spaces. So it definitely empowered me to see how segregated our world is, even when it behaves like inclusion on the surface level of stuff. And, you know, the digital space gives you access to more at the same time that it gives you access to less because it's easy when we live in a digital first world to presume that everybody is part of that ecosystem, but it's not the case. And when you look at the statistics, very few people have internet access, even though it's been you know, um, memorialized as one of the human rights um, in the last few years. But yeah, I would say it's interesting because I've been in a lot of white dominated spaces very easily and I was always the only and or the first that was visibly otherable. Um, but also, my work is about creating bridges. So where I noticed the absence, the necessary of our necessary presence, I speak with the people that carry the bulk of privilege to also create awareness around what needs to happen. So I would say that I definitely noticed, you know, just the exaggeration of that form of segregation. and it made me closer to certain people of privilege and in privilege to then help them rethink how they function to reallocate their resources and visibility to people who need to be centered. So yeah, I I do see that. And it's, um, it's the same challenge in a different format.
0: right. So um, considering you're such an advocate for people to speak their voice, um, do you mind sharing when that exactly started for you? Um, Being a real advocate for that?
1: For sure. I mean, I am born to you know, my parents that are political activists, and they had to flee Haiti to come to Canada through Amnesty International, and they were incarcerated in Dominican Republic. So already through my bloodline, I was born into a very politicized, you know, family. And I would be from a young age, I really understood that we lived in a world where, as they say in French, some people are born more equal than others, and it was not something that was taboo, and it was never a burden for me to have that form of knowledge. So I feel I owe my capacity to be aware to the giants that came before me, and on whose you know shoulders I stand, particularly my parents, particularly like the matriarchs in the family, and also my dad and other phenomenal you know black men in my lineage that were a beautiful testimony to what you know, our our culture and our world needs more of. So I would say that I owe much of my awareness to to who I was born to. Um, And then it just percolated into the kind of work I naturally gravitated towards. So I did, for the longest time, I worked with nonprofit and for for purpose organizations. And when I was working with Amnesty International, I didn't know that it was through them that my parents got to this country and it's when i was already in it so do you see the power of multigenerational cycles right the things that we normalize and uh, internalize there are legacies in our blood and when i actually realized I, that part of my family history it's when i could see how without telling me they produced like a blueprint for how my 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 mind functions that naturally attract make me attracted to specific ecosystems you know within world. So that was a beautiful gift. It felt like, oh, interesting. Just by instinct, I happened to be the person who provided the kind of services that helped my parents got to this country. So that's how I got into advocacy from a very young age. And then it became, you know, it evolved into me understanding, okay, where do I go with this? It's one thing to be involved in so many projects, but what is the bigger picture for your life? And how do you normalize and harmonize who you are with what you do. And so that's when when we fast forward in the last few years with COVID, everything, I decided to launch my own practice of coaching and consulting so that I could have a way to make so that where I would spend most of my efforts and where I would execute the bulk of my life's work was in advocacy. And advocacy wouldn't be this contingent part of my life that was an advantage to the rest of what I did. I wanted to be congruent but it started with my parents and my four parents.
0: Awesome. And I truly admire that your parents have a connection in regards to how you became an advocate in a way. Um, My father, um, just to give you one insight to him, um, first off, he's an incredible person. Absolutely. Um, He was actually a radio personality many (laughs) moons ago right here in Florida um a radio station called WRXB um I think it's still around I have no clue but um he was really big on interviewing like famous people and celebrities and all that stuff and then later on in his life um well I guess as of now he's a mental health counselor so in a way it's sort of like the apple I mean little did I know the intricacies of what of what would be at play here as far as having a mental health based podcast and him being a mental, mm-hmm. licensed mental health counselor and a radio personality. So it's like father like daughters sort of thing. So I truly understand the connection or as a matter of fact, the impact our fa- family, particularly our parents, have on us as far as the impact we can put on this world.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious, um, considering what you advocate and you are really about having us specifically as a black race be front and center and just have our voices be heard um and you don't have to share this if you're uncomfortable at all but have you had any not so good experiences while doing your advocacy
1: oh yeah 100 percent. i feel that you know um there's this quote that i'm taking from uh, Rabel on this podcast and he talks about how there's a difference between the light at the end of the tunnel. And then there's a difference between the light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's this analogy where for you to truly be affirmed, you have to understand the language and the power of denial. And that true light understands and recognizes darkness without being subjugated by it. So I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do as empoweringly if I hadn't been disaffirmed by people that oppose the resistance it goes hand in hand. And I feel that when you choose to locate yourself within a role of leadership, it means that you have to understand how to resist the resistance of others and not be defeated by dissent and not be defeated by rejection and oppression as well, right? And I feel it's a different kind of responsibility than other people that you support through your advocacy, because I cannot allow my fragility to become an obstacle to the collective design right so definitely i've even clients or people that want to work with me i've for example i've worked with a lot of institutional clients universities and i help them with the uh, you know the architecturing around their d dei so diversity equity inclusion and anti-oppression and i can tell you that even the people who come forward and they're self-proclaiming themselves to be quote-unquote allies or quote-unquote accomplices and the likes they oftentimes carry like the uppermost concretization of of resistance in their own bodies. So I'm not afraid of that. And I don't resent that. I choose to be affirmed, radically so in the face of institutional devastation. And I feel it's the biggest way to have a big F you to the system And the most empowering way. Right. So I feel it goes hand in hand. There's nothing that you do that will matter in this world if there's not somebody who doesn't choose to be offended by your truth or else it just means that you're playing small and that you're just bowing down to convention and to the fragility of people who need you to be a disruptor in your world
0: absolutely we're not destined to be normal or to be quiet for that matter and i love that you mentioned rob bell i had no idea he had a podcast so i'm definitely gonna be looking that (laughs) up later um but yes we're made to stand out and to accept us i mean we're literally the melting pot of the world as much as people tend to forget that we are blending all types of cultures and we need to embrace that exactly so Shay, I'm on to my favorite part, which I don't tell my guests to this ahead of time because it's so much fun. <laughs> and that is the icebreaker segment. So I'll start with the question. It's a real simple question. Um, if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at at this precise moment in time, what would it be? If you can even explain your answer, that would be even cooler. So...
1: Awesome! It's so funny you're saying this because earlier today I was at a local cafe and I started writing down um, the the opening chapter is one of the books I'm working on, and I'm calling it Willful Untaming. And um, after that, I forgot like the tagline that I put, but something along the lines of, or how to, you know, how to heal your way into becoming a voice of light and impact for the next generation. So I believe that's, that's a thing. And where this is coming from, like I got on teaming as a concept from another book right now, I'm blanking on the name, but I'm sure people can find it. And I really love that, that concept, but it really stood out to me, this idea of undoing the teaming of you, because it makes it apparent that we live in a system where we're tamed into submission, we're tamed into recognizability and quote unquote, normalcy, as you said, and the true the truly free spirit cannot be tamed. And I feel that especially as Black people, Black bodies, BIPOC and kwiti BIPOC, the greatest power is, comes from us owning the totality of our spirit in a way that makes us a threat to the system that we're conditioned by. And that comes from on taming So a lot of on-learning, on-learning to pass as white, to pass as privilege, and learn to become the soiled beast that is full of candor and full of daring and full of light and truth. So for me, willful, that part is about being conscious and conscientious in doing so. You know, so as I'm aware that there's a cost to choosing certain privileges or refusing certain privileges, and I choose to be a disruptor And any ecosystem, because I know that's the way that by breaking the paradigm, there's the light that can come in, right? So for me, the two words of willful on teaming, which are the tentative title is a tentative title for my chapter right now, I feel is a beautiful way to answer your question
0: awesome and I absolutely love that answer um for me um mine would be a warrior for change um just to give you some background mm-hmm. into me and how i strongly feel about um using one's voice um for the first two years of my life i couldn't hear her talk at all so when it comes to using one's voice <laughs> i understand the importance of that more so than anyone could possibly realize And I've had to face a lot, aside from how I entered this world, which was automatically different, which makes me pretty awesome in that respect. But I was also um, diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic. So when it comes to life's hurdles and struggles and the system trying to break me in a way, um, I've overcome a lot and it's made me all the better person for it so being a warrior for change is really symbiotic and reflects where I am at this point in time
1: I love that Awesome. So on to the
0: next part, and that is the icebreaker game. I hope you're ready, chance because yes. the fun <laughs> starts. Um, so the game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You could be a karaoke singer, a shower singer, a yodeler. Although there was one episode where someone yodeled these words, which was pretty impressive. But this is how it works. So I give you a word. You can either sing it, rap it, yodel it, or whatever voice um, you want to accompany with that. So it can either okay. be in the song title or in the lyrics. It has to be an actual song. You cannot make it up. You cannot replace it in other songs with the word I say. It has to be an actual song and it can't okay. be the name of an artist. <laughs> um, okay. Many people try to go that route too. However, And this is where the fun is kicks in. You don't have the luxury of time. (laughs) You have 15 seconds from the time I give you the word to sing it, rap it, yodel it, whatever vocal compensation you wanna accompany with it. It can either be in the lyrics or in the title. From the time I give you the word, 15 seconds. Are you ready? yeah <laughs> so the
1: first word is heart
0: Heart. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, so the title is lo so che finira diana tarangelo in italiano and so so yeah i just can sing like the front lo so che finira so i just remembered that part right now
0: oh <laughs>
1: Yeah, i forgot to say i speak uh like five different languages and italian is one of them so that's what popped up
0: <laughs> Bellissima. i don't think i know that's a word that was awesome let's keep going so man that was really good so the next word is
1: words words
0: mm-hmm.
1: hmm. Well, I have, I am blanking on the lyrics, but it's a song that's called Mental by Grand Corps Malade. So this one is in French and it talks about the, the resiliency of the human spirit. Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I'll, I'll believe you. I'll believe you. When this... No,
1: I promise. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. If people are curious, he won like the biggest, one of the biggest serials he can have and he specializes in slam. So he's a slammer. And thanks to him, you can actually study slam as a form of poetry in in France and in different parts of Europe. So he, he got the biggest, uh, one of the biggest surrounds like L'Ordre du Chevalier is amazing. So he has a bunch of albums. I'm obsessed with his work. It's such a beautiful human.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So on to the last word. I feel like you can sing this one either in English, French, Whatever language you choose, I feel like you can sing this word because it's a really good word and it encompasses, I feel like, what you're about as far as advocacy and your faith in people. So, so the last word is believe. Believe. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll go with a song in a Haitian girl, so It's called Kitim um, Kuié by Rochelle and it's so. Qui t'aime crier? whoa, 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 now, I, I mixed it up a little bit, but that's the fine. <laughs>
0: this, this is so cool. I've never heard anyone say in a different language before. <laughs> you just you just won. You, you could have missed a bunch of words, and you, you just win. You just win for adding your own flavor to it. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> and we can keep singing as many international songs all night long. But we're at the end of this very awesome conversation, unfortunately. Chef, do you have any links to share with my audience? Is your book going to turn into a movie on the moon? Give us the inside scoop as to how my audience can get in touch with you
1: sure so people can check me out definitely on my website so it's www.cheslin.com so it's c-h-e-s-l-i-n-e and i just relaunched so people can see what i'm up to and i have my newsletter so if you want to have updates and i have amazing resources on how to for example help you live a purpose-driven life and career or reconnect with your roots or you know lead a, a purpose-driven global brands that makes big money to make a big difference so whatever is your pleasure Um, I'm sure you're going to find something that resonates there. And as for the book, honestly, I'm just into this phase of intuition and and cocooning. So I really sat down and I wrote a lot of poetry around the topics of advocacy. So right now, it's tentatively called, you know, Willful Untaming, as I shared with you. So you're the first people to know this. And uh, we'll see, hopefully in a few months, I have the intention of sharing this. I don't want it to be a long book. I want it to be short and powerful and to have practical integration exercises that people can do to walk the talk with integrity from day one and not be more empowered, but not more actively, you know, integrated within like the resistance.
0: Awesome. Chef, thank you so much for joining me in this episode. It was such an absolute pleasure having you on.
1: Thank you so much. I really love like the singing exercise. I was not expecting to sing today, so I'm really I'm grateful for the opportunity.
0: <laughs> yes, that's why I don't mention it ahead of time when guests ask me questions because it's supposed to be fun and spontaneous. So, to all my listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Words Far podcast. If you enjoyed it, if you want to hear Chef sing more songs and different languages here is the ways to do it on the following platforms you can find us on facebook at the words of Fire podcast we're also on youtube and wherever you listen to your podcast apple spotify and google don't hesitate to leave a rating or review any feedback you give means so much to me if you are listening to it from the moon again i want to emphasize this because i'm a huge nerd if you're listening to it from the moon i come in peace um, because intercollective broadcasts would be awesome. But until then, from all of us here at Words of Heart Podcasts, also, if you want to get in touch with me on any other matter pertaining to aliens or just any regular news of any nature, you can contact me on Twitter at HeartWord24 and on Instagram at HeartWord25. So again, thank you for joining me, Chev, in this wonderful, wonderful episode. And again, to all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. And until next time.
1: Bye. Hear ye, hear ye. The dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird.